Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so welcome back to Cersei Confidential. And this time we have some special guests, our sound engineer slash magicians. Uh, you want to introduce yourself from All Hail and Well Met podcast? Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Uh, it's um, it's Taryn here from Hail and Well Met. I guess um, I sort of handle more of the creative production side of things. Yeah. Um, I just 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 introduce yourself so that we know who's who when when you're talking. Yeah, sure. So that was Taryn and Mike. Say something. Hi, I'm Mike from Hail and Well Met. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, so we're talking now. It's uh, well, you're talking from the far side of the world in distant Western Australia and Perth, and I'm on the other far side of the world in Western America. 
um, 15 hours difference between us. And since you're talking now from Sunday morning and it's Saturday night for me, I suppose the question I have is, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? <laughs> hot, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been pretty hot here in uh, in Perth lately. So, uh, yeah. Well, we're, it's summer too, right? Yeah, we're heading into <laughs> or summer. summer's coming. Yeah. 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 Yes. All right. No. Well, let's start with a real question then. All right. Um, so how did each of you get into podcasting? Um, it's a tough one. We, we've been, Mike and I worked together for what? It's, Nearly it's, 10 years. Yeah. Well, it's almost 11, I think. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so we've been doing that for a while. So yeah, we hate each other from that as, as much as it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we started playing um, a bit of D&D together. So Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. for the Is that last... how you met too and stuff or? Uh, no, well, we no, we met at work. Met through work. Yeah. yeah. Work. Um, right. And then just became work friends. And then... Uh, started... And even though you see each other every day, you, you like each other enough that you can see yourselves after work too then. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy relationship. <laughs> well, uh, we work for a, a small company and for the most part, it's it's kind of like a second family, right? Well, I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, oh. we all we all get on pretty well at work. Got a tear in my yeah. <laughs> So, um... Yeah, we'd we'd know, known each other through work. I think um, we'd always listen to to podcasts, um, and you know we'd always talk like you know a water cooler talk style thing. Like, hey, did you listen to the latest episode of X Y Z? And and then we get on to talking. Hey, you know, I'd really love to start a podcast. And then, you know, mm-hmm. as with most things, nothing happened for about three or four years. <laughs> and, and then one day, um, Taryn was like. Yeah, I've got an idea for a D and D campaign, and I was thinking maybe we could record it into a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, um, kind of took off from there. We had um, another. Well, it was all, all, all work colleagues at that point, sort of jumping in and mm-hmm. um, doing a little bit. And then and that was uh, before the whole D and D craze, right? With podcasts, it was you were before that wave, right? It was kind of right at the beginning, yeah. I think. We mm-hmm. were probably yeah. a little bit late to the game, but mm-hmm. I mean, we mm-hmm. weren't. We're not really doing it to you know make money or you know gain yeah. a huge following it's more it's more for fun really and if people listen to it um and, and like it then that's that's a bonus yeah. i guess can bring a bit of a uh, bit of laughter and fun and humor into someone else's life that's always a good mm-hmm. thing <laughs> definitely uh so how did that lead to sound design <laughs> well one of the things that we i guess hate about some podcasts i'm not gonna say any <laughs> names whatsoever because everyone does a great job and it's all a passion of, of a labor of love so right. um yeah is is just the sometimes the quality or the effort that goes into it is or can be lacking mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it was something that that annoyed us a bit when we were listening to other D and other podcasts we sort of went oh we could do better than this so yeah. we started going well why don't we do better than this and Mike and his uh, bottomless pockets decided to splurge oh, on a God. few. Um... <laughs> Not quite bottomless, but you know you got to you got to get set up, and it was an investment in the hobby. You've got to spend. What is it? You've got to. What is it? Spend money to get money, isn't it? You have saying? to. You have to spend money to spend more money. <laughs> Still waiting for the making money part. Yeah. Of that, but, uh... So several thousand dollars later. Um, Nothing but... in life is free. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in order to put out a, a decent enough quality product, right? So that, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can have the best story, the best, the funniest people, you know, but when they're all sat around a table recording into a Blue Yeti, it, it just, it's really hard to listen to, right? <laughs> so we wanted to make sure we we had at least, you know, we haven't got the highest end equipment, you know, but at least everyone mm-hmm. gets a mic, everyone gets an input um, so that we can, mm-hmm. you know, isolate channels. Um, right. 
and then the rest of it is like subscriptions to sound effects services, you know, virtual instruments that make things sound interesting. And you ultimately, know. time at the end of the day is time, the biggest yep. investment from all of it. Mm-hmm. It's just spending the hours going through the audio, cleaning it up, making it sound good, and then putting the time into making the, the sound effects and the music and all the background work, which yeah. is is sometimes very, very challenging, sometimes very, very easy, but... Um, yeah, it's fun. That's the fun part. Yeah. Well, that and playing D and D. So, what what are your what are your backgrounds then in sound design? How did that end up? Um, complete and utter amateur. My only link to that. Oh, is good. Oh, okay. My, my brother is a is an audio engineer, but mm-hmm. um, did can, is so that it's like all genetic self taught stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and Mike is much mm-hmm. better at uh, self teaching himself than uh, wow. than I am. <laughs> I mean, I, I've uh, like Taryn, um, you know, I've always been interested in music, had piano lessons as a kid, um, gave them up mm-hmm. for a long time, started them again as an adult, then promptly gave it up again when we had kids because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have time to, to practice or anything. Yeah, <laughs> Do yeah, anything. Yeah. But, um, but it's always been um, something I've been like really interested in. Like I, I watch mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube channels about um, sound design and music creation. Um, and I was about you know, to say, just hours and hours of watching YouTube. Huh? Yeah, hours of watching YouTube and tinkering around when I should be, you know, doing mm-hmm. housework or <laughs> other things like that. I should be asleep. Um, yeah. That's the biggest one. The most creative yeah. time is uh, is usually somewhere around 11 o'clock till 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, once you've had kids, the meaning of late and early doesn't have any meaning anymore because you just never sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all subjective, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what's your process when you're putting together an episode? Well, I, I guess it depends a little bit on on what the podcast is. So when we do things like Guild, um, being mm. the free form that that is, it's very, very heavy on really listening back through those recording sessions multiple times to get a feel for what's important and what's funny and needs to stay in or what's just not relevant at all to the story and was just us sitting there talking about you know, assorted how to make cabbage wine for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> which which doesn't make for good uh, good audio drama, right? Or, like, <laughs> inside jokes, because, like, we're all mates and we all sort of know each other. If we're, like, mm-hmm. banging on about something that the, you know, regular listener... <laughs> listener. Yeah. yeah, is not going right. to get, then that gets cut. Or, you know, if... Um, there was one recording session where I think Cam had like a chest infection and was like coughing every two seconds. So, you know, all of that sort of stuff that people don't want to hear, go through and chop all of that out. And then Taryn... And again, because everyone's on a separate mic, that's easy to cut out. Well, most of the time, you know, if it's pretty loud, it it does come through, but we we do our best. I think there's a couple of coughs that might have slipped in, but hopefully they didn't detract too much from it. But yeah, I mean, Taryn Taryn writes the story um, and is... Mm-hmm. very good at it so he he usually goes through and chops up the audio um into episodes that make sense from like a story perspective and you know mm-hmm. he'll he'll go and put in some sound effects and music and all that sort of stuff and then he passes it through to me and i give it a general tidy up um you know set the levels might add some effects where it makes sense might add some more sound effects if you know i if the mood <laughs> takes me um and then we'll um render it and upload it um mm-hmm. And for shorts, um, I try and, although Taryn's been doing a bit of it lately, um, I, I usually try and do that from start to finish. And again, that's a, probably a bit easier than Guild because it's scripted and we have a script to work through that usually has 
prompts for things like sound effects um, it, sometimes. Yeah. It is and it isn't, though. Yeah. It's it's easier to follow the script and go, great, that was, yeah, we did two takes of that line, so pick the one. Yep, that's great. Let's cut the other one. Yeah. But then when it comes to doing the sound design aspect of that, because it is a script and it feels much more like a a story that you're telling versus Guild, which is a bit of a... You mm-hmm. know, guys story you're making a, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, Improvising, tend, yeah. Yeah, we tend to find we spend a lot more time doing the sound design and music and making all of that work for shorts than we do for Guild. Yeah, that's a good point, mm-hmm. actually. Like, a lot of the time as well, if we've read the script and we've recorded it, and I've sort of got a good idea in my mind about how I want it to sound, so... I'll yeah. work at it longer until I sort of get to that. And we've done things like um, for one of the episodes, we've hired like a woodwinds player from Fiverr um, to play mm-hmm. like appear in the wolf style, um, you know, accompaniment. So the music is like a third mm-hmm. character in the story, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That when, you know, if we have an idea, it's good to try it out and see how it goes in shorts. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I think that's, that's over time with Ostium, I've definitely changed. I think at the beginning I had more direction for the actors of how they wanted them to do it and what I wanted to put in there. And then as time's gone by and I've done more of it, um, it's switched back to more just getting it recorded and then after that seeing what what kind of thing I want the episode to be and then adding more in later on yeah. instead of putting it in the script. Have yeah. you found um, with, with Ostium and, and the other shows, as you've gotten further down in the story... And sorry, this is me asking you a question now, and that's not the way these things go. <laughs> <laughs> but as as your characters have developed, and and the voice actors that do those characters mm-hmm. know more and more about what that character's like, you, you find you need to give them less direction. They just go with it themselves. Definitely, yeah, and and yeah, to the point where they'll sometimes say a line differently, or put in other words, or change things. And sometimes it's just them fixing my grammar, so it's better. It's a <laughs> mistake that I missed, or something. And other times I'll leave it in there because I, I always like to think it's the character coming through and it's, you know, them shining in what they're doing. Yeah. 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 So I, I yeah. agree. Like sometimes as well, like some of the takes that we get for some of the other audio dramas that we're sort of helping out with. And sometimes the character, uh, well, the the voice actor will say something, um, you know, just like mum- muttering to himself or or talking to somebody um, that's giving him direction over Discord. And, and mm-hmm. some of that stuff is gold. Like, it's not acting and it's not <laughs> meant to be in the script, but I'll save it away. Yeah. And then, you know. Right. Yeah, you can add it in and it just gives it a bit more realism, you know. And I definitely think there's a, because I guess one difference here is that we're not. We don't have a specific person who's a director there to direct the actors and the script going forward. Yeah. Whereas we're all kind of doing it ourselves, and I think there's a different level there where you're letting the actor kind of, especially if they're recording remotely, take it on themselves to give it life. Um, definitely with Cersei, there was very minimal um, direction involved. It was you know she gave me a few voices, a few takes of different things, and then I picked the voice that I wanted her with. Um, same with the other characters too, and then. You know, they just did the recordings in their own way and did it in their own style. Yeah, by basically directing directing themselves. So I think that that's yep. a there's definitely advantages and disadvantages to it. Yeah, I know we've we've talked about that like you, you and I, Alex, um, in the past, where even mm-hmm. pronunciations of, of common words in in Cersei specifically um, mm-hmm. are different. And we I, I know we we sort of thought, oh, do we need to get people to to do these takes again, pronouncing these words differently? And and the decision was sort of well, well no, it actually feels more natural getting yeah. differences and getting things that are feeling especially when you take in the, the the background of the character into content you know into part of it then it makes more sense yes. that way, yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely right. so yeah so how do you um strike a balance when you're you're putting an episode together 
and you want to have good design, you know, good sound design in it, but you don't want to overdo it. Deadlines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've, um, um, I mean, for, with Cersei working through that one, um, sort of got to a got to a workflow where I knew that mm-hmm. I could do the parts of that process within certain timeframes. So if, yeah, if, if the yeah. episode was going to be 10 minutes of, of total duration, it should take roughly a night you know, or, yeah. or, or a one sit-down session mm-hmm. of four to five hours to cut and separate and split the audio into its into its spaces and then another evening to do sound effects and then one more to do music and, and tidy up. So if I mm-hmm. haven't done it in three nights, then I've, I'm doing something wrong. Or if I haven't finished doing the cuts <laughs> in one night... Uh, hey, I'm I'm spending too much time on this. Likewise, mm-hmm. there was one episode I remember where I, I managed to get everything done in one night, and I stopped myself at the end and went, "I've done something wrong here." <laughs> did I've, I miss something? Yeah, yeah. And and I did go back and went, "No, I've, I have done something wrong. I haven't done enough here, or or yeah, the cuts weren't as as clean as I would have liked them." So I went back and spent that time again. So, mm-hmm. um, outside of that, it, it changes for each each podcast though. Um, usually, I know. <laughs> usually. So if you've ever had one you've, you've done and then you've listened to it later and you're like, this is too much. I need to take away some away from it. Usually for me, it's the opposite, yeah. right? Like usually, mm-hmm. usually you'll know when it's done because like with the short stuff, cause I, I do most of the shorts editing um, usually. Right. And I'll, we'll have a story and you'll know, like if like, depending on the story, we've had a few that are like little um, skits that were um, written for uh, like stage performances. Yes. So for those, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, l- like less is more usually. Whereas when you right. get a story like like one of the first ones we did, I think was um, uh, it was called Hollow Fever, which was written by um, Elijah, who I think you've been talking to um, to do some for, cross- yeah, crossover for, stuff. Um, with. What is yeah. the show? The um, the Glass Appeal. You can see the logo. Yeah. Oh, the Insomnia Project. Yeah. Yeah. Glass Appeal. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, he'd he'd written one and it was like, uh, you know, like a Walking Dead um, type, like a HBO special type thing, you know? Yeah. Dystopian future. And that one I felt needed, like, a lot more sound design, like, it needed Mm -hmm. to be really involved. So it's usually you get a bit of a feel for it when you're editing. You you know, you know what I mean? And, and usually you'll know, like, okay, this, this sounds good. I'm happy with it. It's done. I don't, any more would, would be, too over the top in in contrast one of the other shorts episodes that we've released recently which is uh let's rob a dry cleaners it's two characters in a car in the parking lot talking about robbing a dry cleaners and um and we really yeah that that was really uh limited in its sound design it it had some background Mm -hmm. cars passing yeah to give the feel that yes you're you're sitting there and you're stationary um and we had the radio going in the background but that that was it yeah it It didn't need anything mm -hmm. more really Yeah. yeah Well, I definitely think with podcasts, if you put it into context with reading, where there's obviously everything's in your head, and then TV or a film, you've got everything thrown at you. In podcasts, there's you know half imagination, half the actor doing the voice and stuff. So when you have silence or or minimal sound, your imagination can definitely fill in a lot of further details that way. Yeah, Absolutely. that is true. I found like um, I, I try and listen to um, audio books and stuff as well, like during usually during mm-hmm. my commute. And um, depending on the content, like I tried, and people are going to hate me for this, but I tried to listen to the Game of Thrones audiobooks, right? Mm -hmm. And the guy reading it, you know, good good reader, but 
it, it was so dry and, and I thought, you know, <laughs> man, they could throw in a little bit of music or a couple of sound effects. Especially if you're used to podcasts, though. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's, I mean, and that's starting to change a bit, but that's how audiobooks have always been. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A guy or a woman just reading. Um, but they've started, I'm trying to what they call them now. Yeah, they're, they're fully dramatized. Like Amazon Audible is starting to do some. Yeah. And there's one I, I listened to because I reviewed it and it was weird because it had sound effects and stuff, which was fine. Yeah. But it had the main narrator doing, I think, four of the voices and then they had three other actors doing three other voices and I didn't get why either she just did all the voices or they had a full cast instead of half cast. Yeah, just, that's a, just confused me. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, one of the... I, I was a big fan. They don't seem to exist anymore, which is a, a real shame. But there used to be a company or a, or a group of people called the Hollywood Theatre of the Ear, right? Yes. And mm. they put out a whole bunch of early, fully dramatised... Um, radio audio, plays. yeah, radio plays mm-hmm. like um, there was Black Mask Audio Magazine, which is on Audible, and you should totally check it out because it's awesome. Um, and they did like the Maltese Falcon, a bunch of Sherlock Holmes, oh, wow. and they Classics were and they stuff, were yeah. they yeah. were so good. So like we, mm-hmm. that's like the quality that we try and well that I want to eventually get to, yeah. right? Because um, yeah, they were good. I mean, they probably had more of a budget than we do, but <laughs> yeah, they were they were very good. You mean they had a budget? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they didn't have to explain to their wife, you know, what this, uh, you know, $700 virtual instrument was when the credit card bill Expense. came. And the wife says, honey, what, what is this? Wow. You say it's not, por- it's not porn, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some sort of identity fraud, right? It's someone stolen yeah. a credit so, card. Yeah. yeah. So that these are to the next question. So how do you stay current on sound design techniques and, and software and stuff like that? Um, well, so for me, um, I, I subscribe to a bunch of YouTube, uh, channels to keep me as relevant as I can. I also am on a few subreddits, um, on sound design Mm -hmm. and and sort of read a lot of articles on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, usually when new products come out, um, that I usually can't afford, like, uh, you know, Spitfire, um, which is a company that makes like God level um, you know, virtual <laughs> instruments and stuff. They usually mm-hmm. have YouTube like workshops, like to try and encourage you to buy oh, okay. buy their new product. Mm-hmm. But those guys mm-hmm. are like experts in scoring, you know, movies and yeah. stuff, right? So they go through and say, okay, we're gonna here's an example of us scoring a scene in a movie, and here's how we're gonna do it. Or, or you know, we're gonna add some foley sound effects to this uh, scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. So just watching that stuff, which is way beyond you know what we could do but at least it gives you an idea of you know what what, yeah potential what you're aiming for (laughs) right Mm. yeah um i was actually gonna mention this earlier do you guys listen to rose drive listen to what sorry rose drive no i haven't heard of that one okay so you should check that one um and, and he did an interview with um sarah ray warner on her writing podcast and that's why i know a lot about it but i also he's I know him pretty well, um, so I met him at PodCon. Um, but he is, so his day job is he's the, I don't know what his official title is, but he's a sound guy for the Hans Zimmer studio in LA. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to have a beer with that guy. And so, and and so he, uh, and then he talks about uh, how, he, when he's put, because he put a podcast together, Rose Drive, so they just finished his first season. And so he got all his actor mates to, you know, voice it and stuff. But, oh, wow. And he recorded it all probably at his big studio. So it sounds fantastic. But he actually talks about how um, 
the music because he wrote all the music for it too and how that's a whole separate character that he considers for the show and made yeah. it just as big of a part of it and stuff so it's it's pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah, I've I've totally read about that where where people say the the music should be like the third, well the third an mm-hmm. extra character, right? Um, to yeah. try and help convey emotion and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just so, at the f- stage now where mm-hmm. we're starting to dabble in making our own music. So in the past, <laughs> mm-hmm. we've we've used like uh, you know Kevin McLeod's music. You know, praise yeah. praise Kevin. Never heard of him. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is the uh, the saviour uh, of all podcast background yeah, music. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And a popular guy for Cersei, too. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's got a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of little bits and pieces featured. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.